Hail cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League Podcast. My name is Josh, and here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm good, Josh. And this weekend, uh, Game Week 35, I, yep. I'm starting to see the end. It yeah. feels real that the season is is going to come to an end. Yeah, Jim Morrison, you know, <laughs> talked about this, Brandon, and now it's finally here. Beautiful friend. Mm-hmm. And that's why we've gathered here this week, Josh, is to podcast about not necessarily the end, but mm-hmm. how this upcoming game week uh, is yeah. vital. How would you how would you position it? Yeah, it's the end of the chance to change your story. Right. We talk about what is the what is the story of the Premier League season? Right. There's also what is the story of your own season? And in some ways, that story has already been written. Right. We have 35 38ths of the way through this this campaign. Like, you know, there's there are things that you cannot undo. Right. I cannot undo me waking up at 1230 a.m. on Friday night to change my captain from Sun to to Mo Salah. Can't undo it. You know, that's a thing I wish I could undo. And uh, I cannot do that. Just like when I, uh, you know. Uh, double down on blackjack at the casino, you know, and you uh, you have 11 and then they give you a three, you know, you've got 14. You want to undo that double down, you know, Nothing if you only can, you, you could. Yeah. If only you could. Yeah. You get kicked out of the casino. So, um, yeah, I, I think, it, I just think this is, this is the week because we have all of these unscheduled matches that are, that are finally coming to a head right now. You have mm-hmm. the, you have the COVID postponements, but you also have all of the FA cup stuff. Now, of course you have game week 37 as well. But, you know, those are just not those are matches aren't as important. Honestly, the teams that double in that in that game week just aren't at the same caliber as the teams that double this week. Right. We have Liverpool playing twice. We have Man City playing twice. We have Chelsea playing twice. Arsenal playing twice. You have Spurs playing twice. Um, You know, kind of impossible to have all the right players. But that presents an opportunity for people who are trying to make up 30, 40, 50 points. And, you know. Or, you know, it's it's an opportunity to, to you know, consolidate your first place, you know, if that's where you are. There's just a lot of, or, you know, there's just a lot of different things that could happen, things that could go wrong this week. Um, and I'm hoping that in this week's pod, we can talk about what's, what you know, some strategies that you can sort of use depending on where you are. Because I think that the mistake that some people make, and this is, you know, the mistake that I think I've made a, a few too many times the last uh, few game weeks, which is, you know, just not considering a wide enough band of options, yeah. you know, when it comes to transfers, when it comes to captains, I feel like I am, I am letting the kind of, I'm letting FPL Twitter, I'm letting, <laughs> you know, our Slack, I'm letting, um, you know, fantasy football scout and hub, like, you know, whatever I'm letting all of these various places, um, sort of get in my head a little too much and dictate my strategy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's, which is fine in some ways, you know, it's not like I want to like, go completely off the map here a little bit, but I don't feel like I'm necessarily considering my own thoughtfully considered range of options. And if I, yeah. if I want to do that, this is my last chance. It's my, it's right. my last chance to open my brain a little bit and consider some, some options. And so that, that's why I think this really is in some ways the most important game week of the season. You know, I know that sounds a little, a little overblown. So that's what we're going to get to on this week's pod. We'll talk about that in just a second. Game week 35. I think we should talk about for a minute. Cause it was, it was kind of, odd right it was it was pretty extreme you had you had Mo Salah arrested you had Trent didn't play a minute you had KDB didn't play a minute you had uh Ollie Watkins uh score a goal and get three bonus points and you had Coutinho do jack right there was just a a (laughs) wide a wide it was really extreme it was one a very extreme in some ways it's kind of funny though because I don't actually think the scores are that extreme 
Like no. I, you would think you'd hit, you'd see somewhere between like 20 and 80, but it feels like very few people had all the right good players to have. Yeah. This week. It's kind of a strange one. There was one recipe for success this weekend, and that was to put the armband on Hungman's son. And I think right. uh, it, this has been the, emerging story of the second half of the season is how crucial Spurs are to our teams. Last season, I remember it was all about Sun and Kane during the first half. And now the second half of the season, Spurs are claiming as their own because, you know, Salah's uh, been the source of a lot of anxiety. Manchester City, it's a lot of rolling the dice, but Sun and Kane and Kulisevsky, more so Hungman's son, have he's he's been the guy to have um so you and i are a, a good um illustration of that where you have son yep. in your team and i have kane the problem you were just <laughs> noting though is you <laughs> yeah. had the opportunity to captain son you were very close and then you flipped yeah. to sala at the very last minute where yeah. i captain kane and um i thought I thought I was in cruise control when Kane hits that corner in yeah, and I'm like, finally, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. this will be the one week in which Harry Kane yeah. can outscore son, but no, not yeah. to be. Yeah. And it's funny. I mean, even going into this game week, I was thinking, man, I, w- I, w- I want to like find a way to burn, you know, make three transfers and bring in Harry Kane. I want to figure out how to do it. Cause I just, I mm-hmm. was so convinced that he was going to go off. And then as you said, he, know, he scored 50 minutes in and then that was kind of, kind of it for him in the match. I don't really remember him having another real chance in that match after, after that headed goal. I'm sure I'm missing him forgetting mm-hmm. something, but it, it, I don't think he had any clear cut chances. Uh, certainly got on the ball in the box and, you know, skied yeah. one or two, but it's a little, it's a little cloudy. I think I had a bit of a red mist descending um, in the second half. His son just started running away. Yeah, with that all thir- that his second goal, it was terrific. It was really, it really, <laughs> that is goal. a goal yeah. I'm used to Harry Kane scoring. You know, he's, right. I mean, that's actually the Sala spot where, where Sun scored from, where it's just like, I'll just like, boop, curl it, curl it right yeah. into the far post. Yeah, it's kind of and, like leaning backwards, right? It has kind of a, like, a, I feel like it, it kind of um, tricks the keeper a little bit. Yeah, but I, I think that's an interesting narrative as we talk about this most important game week of the season and considering a wider band of not just players, but captaincy options. And mm-hmm. I think... I've been guilty of just too often this season trying to will things into happening to mm-hmm. try to will this will be the way the week in which Harry Kane delivers right. and fantasy just through the years will teach you time and time again. Yep. Um, you, you can't predict when that variance is going to happen. You can't predict when, um, when the fortunes will favor you, you're be- always better off just going with what's in form uh, mm-hmm. And what's hitting at that moment, and it's sun for us now. This is the way I know. Yeah. You know, the, I mean, the, of course, though. I mean, we have we have been, we have played this this game. We not not just the fantasy game, but the Sun King game for so many years, Brandon. Yeah. And would it surprise you at all, even <laughs> slightly, if Kane outscored Sun by like thirty five points the final three yeah. weeks? Maybe thirty five is a bit much, but like if if Kane scored five goals in the final three weeks and Sun had zero, that yeah. would only lightly surprise me that would not that would not shock <laughs> well, yeah, me. Yeah. what spurs need to do is win a few penalties just to get the motor right. running here for That's harry true. kane but their style could, doesn't like it's like they're not in the box ever isn't it you know it's kind of weird yeah. like yeah right it's like it's the conte counter-attacking sort of yeah. strategy like by the time they're in the box 
uh, the, uh, the, the action of shooting as it's happening or some, something to that effect. But we, yeah. I, if we, if we tackled anything, this episode, Josh, should it be that, uh, that question, Kane and son, if you're on Kane, you're smarting right now thinking I've been waiting for this narrative to turn and it isn't, do I just mm-hmm. need to go to son? Because that is the natural yeah. place where we're getting all of our FPL points. Like, what should I do? Yeah. Well, I mean, let's, we don't have to wait. We could talk about it right now for a second. I mean, I think, uh, how would you even get to Sun? I mean, I, I, okay. There's no scenario where I would advocate for dropping Harry King, right? He yeah. plays twice this weekend, this week in, yeah. in fantasy. There's just no, there's no scenario where I would advocate for that. I just don't think it's advisable. He just scored a goal too. It's not like he's, mm-hmm. you know, just completely, he's utterly not out the Yeah. So how would you get there? I mean, you know, sounds like, what sounds like, He's gotten, he's gotten very expensive. I think he's at 10, he's at 11 million now. He is like approaching like eye-watering territory (laughs) in terms of what you'd have to, you know, what kind of money you'd have to throw out there to get him. I'd have to downgrade Trent and Cancelo to four to 4.5 million defenders to yeah. upgrade somebody like Coutinho. And that yeah. seems... Right, so this conversation's over then, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> I'm talking about getting rid of Kane or getting rid of Salah. So yeah. I, I, I think we agree here, Josh. The answer to this Kane-Son conundrum going into 36 is you kind of have to go, uh, yeah. go with the team you have. There's really no solving yeah. it at this point. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting. I mean, this kind of reminds me of the... Uh, the Salamane season from like two years ago. I think it was the year that Liverpool won the title. I think, I think it was, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, but you know, whatever Mane had a great season a couple of years ago and all year long, we were trying to go back and forth between those two. And the answer was just, you just had to have both, you know, just ride it <laughs> mm-hmm. out. It was like, you had to, it was like investing in blue chip stocks. You know, you just, you just get them and, and just check in, you know, years down the line to see how it worked out, you know? And it's sort of that, that's, I feel like that's, what this, what the story kind of was this year with, with Kane and Sons, certainly once Kane started to play well, which, which, yeah, you know, didn't right. happen until you know, midway through the season. But from there on out, the trick was just to have them both, I think. Right. Because yeah. if you just had them yeah. both, you would have had so many great game weeks this, this, the second half of the season. Right. Right. But Sun has emerged as uh, the better option than De Bruyne, I think for, for the run yeah. and particularly looking at these doubles. Coming up, um, I but talk I don't more about I, De Bruyne I, I, later. We'll, we'll, let's shelve the De Bruyne talk. So, but I think I think just to like just to square it for a second. I mean, I think for you, you can't have Sun. There's no way. Don't even think about it because you can't I, get. But there. I could, based on what I said to open up this debate. Why am I trying to will the Harry Kane thing to happen when Sun is the foreign player? What is what would stop me from dropping Kane to get Sun? That why yeah. isn't that the smart move? I just, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it's sort of, um, it just feels like it's sort of random. Which which of these two players do better? I'm not even. I mean, like, I guess that Sun's form is a little bit better. I mean, it is better. He's objectively just scored more points the last month or so. But um, I don't know. I mean, I just, I just don't think you drop players of Harry Kane's caliber going mm-hmm. into a double game week on a hit, you know, yeah. I mean, even, even for free. I mean, the pro- part of the problem too, is that Harry Kane is like one of the only forwards who can actually get points for you. Right. So there's like no <laughs> right. one you could drop him for that would do anything for you. You uh-huh. know, they're all terrible. I mean, you could, you know, try to ride with like a Gabriel Jesus, I guess, but even that, the problem is he wouldn't even free up enough money for you. 
Yeah, yeah. Rondon, who had like an easy goal, and then like he decided to <laughs> dummy it, you know, to nobody at the end of that. Uh, he was trying to back. He game. was trying to back heel flick whatever. Um, and there was he no just, one there. He, it was. Yeah, just, yeah. He yeah. whiffed it. He whiffed it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I yeah I think I. I, I, I think that's that's the end of that debate where, um, yeah, it, it does feel like you're overthinking it. Yeah. Um, just to drop Kane to move yeah. to Sun, though. You do that Law and Order music now. Doom, doom. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's that's, that's it. the end of the yeah. debate. All right, where do we go from here? Do we need to check well, in on our scores curious, for Game Week 35? Yeah, I'm on 44. I took a minus four. Uh, it, you know, it didn't work out so poorly i guess i mean it didn't work out great i brought in cancelo and uh and, and ketia and ketia i thought actually had a pretty good match um and just just didn't score um but i thought he was pretty yeah. active and had some decent shots and i thought mm-hmm. um fabianski made a couple of good saves so I, I don't feel bad about that i mean i think you know it's important to you know sometimes if you don't watch these matches you can be like oh i just got a one pointer for my forward or whatever but you know if you mm-hmm. watch that match it's hard to feel like he was like a terrible transfer. I mean, he, you know, had, yeah. some, had his moments. He had good speed. I thought he was, um, I was impressed with his speed. There were a few times when uh, he was like a long ball was played out to him. And he, he, I know, I know that West Ham's central defense is kind of, you know, uh, messed up right now, but I, I still thought yeah. he made some good moves and, and played pretty well. Yeah. And that's the advantage Arsenal obviously get with Enkedia over Lacazette is Lacazette can't, doesn't have that burst of pace. So Enkedia can yeah. stretch that back line a little bit, uh, keep them honest. And then Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli, uh, in today's case, will have a little bit more space to play with. Yep. So yep. I, I like him. I think your concern, if you have Enkedia's does him blanking a few weeks mean that there's going to be the return of Lacazette? Yeah. But I do think that, like, as we're saying, those qualities that Enketia has have to be really appealing to yeah. Arteta. And I they're getting so. results with him in the in the starting Exactly. Alignment. I think so, too. And Lacazette's out at the end of the season. I mean, I, I don't think he's necessarily frozen out. And I'm sure he'll play some minutes. But, you know, if I can just get, like, 120 minutes out of Enketia in the next – yeah. In game week 36. I think that's fine. You know, I could even, I, I could bench him for a couple of weeks or, you know, for the final two weeks, yeah. maybe it wouldn't necessarily matter. So the other move I made was Cancelo, which uh, you only got five points, but uh, the player I, I took the hit for to drop him was Tiago Silva. I've got two. So ultimately that hit is kind of like a minus one, you know, it just mm-hmm. doesn't really. And now, and now it's done, right? I, my, yeah. That transfer is now made. So I don't yeah. have to worry about it. Um, and if you were sitting yeah. on triple Chelsea defense after today's match against Everton, yeah. I'd yeah, that, and Chelsea's defense anyway. just yeah. haven't really uh, looked that great. So you, yeah, you, you've started the process that sh- yeah. you know that you had to undertake. Yeah, and he had a good match too. I mean, he had some. Yeah, I felt like he he could have scored or, d- or done something in that match. Uh, he was in the box a lot, so you know whatever. So I'm on Kinsella. You're point. talking about not yeah, Silva. Yeah, yeah, Kinsella. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, gotcha. uh, and so I'm on 44 points, uh, but then with, with the minus four. Um, looks like my my overall rank. I'm around like thirty two thousand. So that I was at twenty nine. So twenty nine, thirty two, whatever. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get upset about that. It was looking terrible, and obviously, you know, making that last minute move from from Sun to Salah was uh, was a killer. But you know, in the end, I mean, I got nineteen from Salah and eight from Kulisevsky, right? So I got all yeah. my points came from those two guys, basically. Um, and so, um, you know, in the end, I mean, forty four just isn't that bad. And so I'm just not gonna. Yeah. I'm not going to complain. I was, I was really on, on Saturday. I was really bummed out because uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. just waking up in the morning, you know, it's 7:30 AM that first that Liverpool game. And just looking at that lineup and seeing that some of Salah's bunch, because the worst part about Salah is like, it's not like Man City with KDB, right? KDB doesn't play for Man City. Good chance he doesn't come on, right? Yeah. Salah, 
hundred percent stone cold lock to come on in the 70th minute. Uh, And so you kind of know you're going to probably just going to get one point out of him. And so kind of watch that match is waiting for exactly what happened. And and then he came on and I mean, my thinking was just, you know, I, I, maybe, I guess this was flawed thinking or maybe I just wasn't taking into account the, the risk of him not starting strongly enough, but I was just thinking, well, you know, they, they play on Saturday. They don't play, um, you know, so it's Saturday morning. They don't play the the second leg of that Villarreal Champions League match until next Tuesday. Um, they're only a point behind, uh, you know, Man City. Uh, Newcastle have won whatever it was four in a row going into that match. Like I just didn't think he wouldn't start. Honestly, mm-hmm. I just and I just thought, you know, and then he came on and he burns Matt Target like twice, you know, in twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, that's what I thought would happen in this match, you know. Yeah. And so, right. um, and so I, you know, it's like it was annoying just because like it, it just it's annoying. You were right. You were points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in a sense, I was. But um, so you know, it's, but in some ways that makes easier to shrug off right because yeah, it's, right. it's annoying that i made the move late but um but i was on sale earlier in the week too it wasn't yeah. like i just decided at the very last minute not one of those things that's going to shake your confidence to the core as a fantasy manager and you're going to yeah. doubt yourself going into game totally. week 36 uh, I, yeah. I get that yeah it's more like it, it hurt my goal for the season right yeah. like if i had 18 extra points if i'd gone sun over Solid then then you know getting like a top 10k is, is more of a possibility you know yeah. what i mean but right. you know say lovey yeah and how and how about you how did you finish or how are you, uh, are you i'm all out yep. i'm all out before the for the manchester united brentford match and i made two free transfers uh coutinho and watkins went going went going all in on aston villa ahead of their double double and i got rid of Havertz for coutinho boom mm-hmm. uh immediate plus two points there yeah chelsea looked unhinged against Everton and um it's not great like I they'll they'll sort of carry on into next season with the Champions League position it feels still at this moment but it everything is really soured and watching Harvard's play he looks incredibly frustrated and uh you know we've talked a fair amount about that so I'm happy to uh, have gotten a Coutinho blank just to be rid of of that uh part of my life and Watkins of course like it's been a long time since I actually brought in a transfer who delivered in that yeah. initial game week so Ollie Watkins yeah. tremendous goal so uh, I'm really excited to see what Watkins can do in the next two game weeks with four fixtures uh let's roll on a Captain Kane so it all kind of went somewhat according to plan uh, but just like a mediocre score that is going to keep me almost like to a digit where my overall rank was when I started the game week. So okay. just stabilizing as we prepare for the the run in. Okay. Gotcha. What, what was your all out um, score for the, for the 40, game? 43. So 43. Uh, be, okay. be, before auto subs, cause I've got Trent and Ben white who didn't play. So now I've got oh, right. Armando Broja who needs to go. Nightmare. Yeah. I got a Broja point coming in as well. So yeah. I guess I'm on, on 45 with yeah. that Broya point. My bench is a little uh, yeah. hilarious in that, like, um, I've got Shar that's coming in for my third defender with two points, and Gordon with three points, my high scorer on the bench. Uh, he's in the middle of my bench, but I can't get him in by virtue of me <laughs> having to field three defenders. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's a bummer. Well, let's uh, on that note, let's let's move on to uh, on that bummer note. Uh, let's move on to uh, the opposite of a bummer, Brandon, the always treating Patreon league. I got to give a shout out to uh, the patrons and the, the last cheater standing. I I really got fully invested this week in, in the the LCS, as, as we call it. And uh, 
Uh, it's very hairy for yeah. me, Brandon. I need Brentford to score on David De Gea tomorrow for yeah. me to actually stay in this thing. So that's that's what's happening. So if you get to if you if you become an always cheating Patreon supporter, uh, you can join our Slack, and that that's where this always cheating last cheater standing group starts. And basically, that'll start again next fall, and everybody gets in, and it's just an elimination tournament. Every 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 yeah, week, the lowest score yeah. amongst like a hundred people is the first to go, and then the next game yeah. week, the lowest scores, and uh, yeah. so on and so and, until there's one left standing. It's a fun thing to do. I recommend it for yeah. anybody, even even if you don't do it in our, yeah. you know, I mean, you should you should do it in ours. But if you don't, I, I recommend it to anybody anyway. So, uh, but if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. You get an extra podcast each week. You get to chat on the Slack with our terrific, very bright, very funny community. Uh, and uh, you get the weekend review newsletter and all kinds of other cool stuff. And at the higher tiers, you get the uh, Make Fantasy Fun Again t-shirt, lovingly designed by Brandon Kelly. Brennan, on that note, let's take yes. a break, get back, talk about Game Week 36. Hey, listeners, Brandon here. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. During the last two years, my work schedule, my life schedule, my diet, basically everything has been thrown into chaos. I'm sure some of you can relate. A few weeks ago, Athletic Greens sent me this amazing starter pack. And I've been using their product AG1 each morning, and I love it. I started taking AG1 in the mornings because I don't really have a real breakfast routine, and now I have a quick and easy habit that I'm building to start my mornings. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, and it really does taste good, it has this sort of tropical flavor, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. And I started commuting to the office again, so I've actually been putting my AG1 scoop with about 12 ounces of water into this bottle that comes with their kit and it's easy to grab, shake, and run out the front door, and I'm on my way to have a great day. A subscription to AG1 costs less than $3 a day, way cheaper than my cold brew habit. And for every purchase, this is great. Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious foods to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash cheating. This is a deal special for always cheating listeners. Again, that site is athleticgreens.com slash cheating to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-Month Emergency Food Kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com All right, we're back. Brandon, Game Week 36 kicks off on Saturday. Kind of excited about this one. There's a lot of, I mean, not only do we have just a lot of fantasy stuff going on, but we have just like some really important matches, right? I mean, the North London Derby is Thursday, May 12th. That is the final match of Game Week 36. And that is basically the Champions League right there. That is the, the winner of that match is almost assuming someone wins it, uh, will almost certainly be in the champions. Like if it's a draw that, that helps Arsenal and they should be able to just, just barely, uh, make their way in, especially because Liverpool plays Spurs, yeah. you know, honestly, Liverpool do play Spurs. So it could be over before then, or Spurs really may need to win that match. To, yeah. It, that, that does make it very interesting, but yeah, you still, you still think those stakes are going to be astronomically high on yeah. that North London Derby regardless, because Spurs can just sort of, I don't know, like get inside of Arsenal's yeah. head for the remaining fixtures and Arsenal, as good as they've been this season, young team, like they are probably more likely to falter if they have some sort of mental break uh, as opposed to yeah. um, uh, Conte's Spurs. I think that's true. I mean, our, you know, I mean, I, that could happen for Arsenal on Sunday, May 8th as well, though, because they play Leeds and now Leeds are genuinely at a little bit of risk of I can't, this week this week could not have gone worse for jesse martian and, and uh, all those lead supporters so i yep. i am like sweating on behalf of all of the leads fans listening right now i can't believe yeah. i'm bummed that they find themselves in this position but it's going to be pretty high drama for the rest of the the season yeah here. so they have uh yeah for anyone who doesn't know uh Burnley and Leeds are tied on points and they've played the same number of matches. Everton are two points back, but they have a, they have two matches in hand. No, they have one match in hand, excuse me. So Everton have one additional match uh, to play over, over Leeds and Burnley and they're two points back. Um, they're also ahead of Leeds on goal difference. So um, there's a lot of, it's, it's going to be extremely tight uh, down the stretch here. And Leeds haven't played that badly recently either. They've picked up a, eight points from a possible 15, which is not, not terrible. They have, and they've, they've run into some tough fixtures and they've got tough ones to come. I think the <laughs> Everton, God, they just can't help themselves. Um, you saw the story about Richarlison. Uh, 
he is now facing an investigation from the club and the FA because he took one of the celebratory blue flares after his goal was scored and chucked it back in <laughs> in a moment of madness. <laughs> and so now he could be facing a ban oh for the God. rest of the season for endangering supporters in the stands <sighs> by chucking a flare there. And wow. God, I don't want to see uh, uh, the relegation scrap decided by wow. um, such insanity. I but completely that, missed that. Wow. Yeah. He, he's like, he's like a transfer target too. That That's crazy. So yeah. So everyone, yeah. anyone who's, who's thinking of bringing Richarlison in, I suspect we'll hear more about uh, what this investigation results okay. in yeah. uh, before we, before we hit that deadline at the end of the week. So do you agree? Do you think this is the most important game of this season? Am I being too dramatic here? Uh, I do agree. I, I think for one, there is so much opportunity in game week 36 uh, because it's I feel like all the double game weeks we've kind of been grappling with over the last few months. There are always these marginal teams, which begets all these debates of like, well, are you better off just going with the the better caliber single game weeker on City and Liverpool are you going to captain Mo Salah even though Liverpool don't have a double game week? Well, here we are, game week 36, hugely opportunistic because all of the most elite teams with fantasy transfer targets are all doubling. I have yep. not planned specifically with game week 36 in mind. I mean, uh, apart from the Aston Villa transfers that I just made, lo and behold, I have 12 double game weekers in my team. So um, it's fortune, opportunity, and we're all all managers are arriving at this moment at the same time, I think, with probably yeah. some really good squads chock full of double game weakers. So for me, I think it's really um, important because I feel like I'm always a moment away from like breaking out of this holding pattern I've been. I've been around 300K for months yeah. at this point. Yeah. I think 36, if I if if it all goes according to plan, could really put me on the right track toward getting in the top 200K by game week 38, et cetera. Yep. So for me, that's what I'm hoping to see in game week 36, if not better, because uh, there are going to be so many fantasy points up for stakes, more than in game week 37. Yeah, I mean, just so many, and, I, and I'm I'm kind of with you. I have uh, eleven double game weekers as well without making a transfer. So it's a weird spot to be in where there's so many crucial. Like, my team actually looks pretty good. Like, you yeah. know, I mean, it's it's just a weird it's a weird thing, right? It's and so I'm yeah. sort of I'm kind of with you too. And the the question then is is pretty good good enough, right? Is is pretty good good enough given what you're talking about? Given that there's yeah. the possibility of making a a massive leap, you know? And so what you know what are your goals here? I think my main goal for 36 would be to have uh, it, it would be a great week for my differential picks to actually really come off. So that's where I think Ollie Watkins, who is 10 uh, percent owned, like he mm -hmm. kind of really popped in ownership this past week. But if he does really well, that's something that's going to move me up the ranks. Obviously, if Salah on captaincy does really well, that's just kind of level setting. So if I'm looking at my team and my designs in game week 36, it's less I need to now find the new uh, differential transfer targets to bring in. And it's more I'm just hoping that these 
lesser owned trans uh, assets yeah. that I have will act will now come off. Yeah, I want to talk about captains in a second, but let's. I'm just curious, you know, your squad for 36. Then you said you have 12 players who who double. Yeah. What what are your you know if you were to make a transfer this week like if you were to you know make a, an aggressive move you know really you know whether you know if if good if if good enough isn't enough right like what yeah. would what would be the spot that you would target in your team? I I mean the the biggest frustration for me has obviously been Reese James, but when you mm-hmm. look at Chelsea's fixtures, home Wolves and away it's leads. Tough. Yeah, it's a tough to turn your back on a player like Reese yeah. James defense is about as solid as it gets with with that said about Reese James and Cancelo and Trent. Who am I missing? I'm obviously missing Andy Robertson, but Andy Robertson at this point, uh, he's kind of entering into that Hungman Sun category of am I willing to take a minus four to turn James into Robertson is my opportunity just to hold James uh, mm-hmm. at this point, Anthony Gordon, uh, Everton are going to be so desperate for points. And I think Anthony Gordon is one of those players for Everton that has really risen to the occasion mm-hmm. and two away fixtures, but they're Lester and Watford with leaky defenses. I think he remains a really interesting target. If you want to play five across the middle, which I'm set yeah. up uh, in a three, five, two right now, so I, the the Richarlison news is such a bummer. Like I hope he is available because that would be an incredible uh, move to make ahead of game week thirty six. Because I think there are goals for Everton this week. That it would be a fun move. I mean, you know, it's you'd have to put aside your own. Per, like you and I have not always been the nicest towards Richarlison, but sure. you know, it's yeah. a, he's a, he's a maddening player. Uh, he really yeah. is, but. Uh, but that when aside, he's on, yeah. he's he's on. What do you think, <laughs> yeah. though? So if if you had to take Gordon off the table and, and Richarlison, I think Damari Gray is an interesting uh, target because he is getting like closer and closer with more and more minutes yeah. to Almost early season today. Damari Gray. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he's another interesting one that I'm thinking about. Yeah, he's interesting. He got an assist today as well. Um, you know, registered a fantasy assist. I mean, I don't really actually know how anybody got an assist on that <laughs> on that goal. I mean, it was basically a Chelsea mistake. But um, yeah, he actually almost yeah almost scored with it with a nice ball. I think I'm kind of with you. I feel like I'd just rather go with Anthony Gordon just because he's he's cheaper there. I mean, mm-hmm. I think for you don't have do you have anybody from Leicester in your squad? You don't have James Madison, do you? I don't. Yeah, yeah I, Leicester are so yeah. just rocked by this Europa Conference League tie with Roma, and they're going into the second leg uh, tied 1-1, clearly uh, what the team Rogers put out this yeah. weekend. He's saving all of those players. Uh, we'll know the result of the second leg of that Roma tie before we get to game week 36. But, but then you've got two home fixtures I wonder <laughs> no. if if whether they whether they win or lose, the final's not happening until after game week thirty eight. I don't think you're going to see as much rest and rotation amongst Leicester's preferred options in thirty six. Yeah, let's let's one hundred percent confirm that the Europa League final is May eighteenth, so it actually is between game week thirty seven and game week thirty eight. Um, so that could. I could that could throw a little bit of a spanner in the works there. Okay. Right yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Very annoying. 
Yeah. So basically, it's, it's it's an ugly situation. It makes it makes them really unappealing for Game Week Thirty Seven. Honestly, uh, any any player that you want to bring in. Yeah. Game Week Thirty Six is obviously just totally off the table, despite how good their fixtures are. I think I think that's really. I mean, that's the team to avoid. I think honestly is is Leicester because and I, you know like obviously there are, there are teams to avoid that are they're more obvious like you know I, I don't think that anyone's really going to be going for norwich assets for example even even team Pukki, i wouldn't recommend just because now they're now they're down i mean i just don't know how much fight they're really going to have these last mm-hmm. uh few game weeks it should be interesting to go back and see fantasy <laughs> yeah. performance fantasy performance for relegated teams i'd be of very norwich, curious you don't have to go yeah, back no, yeah. too far to see what yeah. norwich did uh two I'm seasons to, ago yeah i'm trying to think like when fulham were relegated last season did they didn't like, change it felt like they just kind of drifted towards the end right i feel like that's usually what happens it's like you can kind of build a yeah. narrative like oh now they have nothing to lose but it doesn't really seem to work mm-hmm. out that way it feels like they just no. kind of are done you know mm-hmm. so um, yeah, but I, but I think that Leicester are the one that are, that are tricky because as you said, they have the second leg of this, uh, this, um, this match, which has already obviously affected their assets. I mean, I, I could not believe that Barnes didn't get any minutes, didn't even come on, uh, given that he hadn't started the last two matches. I mean, it's just like, he's, you know, so, uh, I, I, you know, and so that I'm sort of, sort of kicking myself, not just burning an extra four to, to move him on as well. Um, so yeah, but they, but they play Everton and Norwich at home. So for me, I, the, the transfer that I'm really considering is, is Harvey Barnes out and just, and just divesting myself of, mm-hmm. of, of this Lester squad. It just has not worked out. Yeah. And so, you know, for me, um, that would open the door to an Arsenal player. It would open the door to Saka, who I remarkably still don't have, um, mm-hmm. have never had uh, this season, even though I really rate him as a player, but just never quite worked out. For a long time, I had three Arsenal players. And so I couldn't bring him in. I had two defenders and, and Lacazette, which all of which seems very, Hilarious now. It made more sense like <laughs> in, in, the, sure. in the winter. Um, so I could I could move to him or if I wanted to be more bold, I you know, part of the problem is, again, you, they have not fixed that wet, that left wing rotation. So it's impossible to know who to have there. And I just I'm not you know, I don't trust Odegaard as much as as much as you do. You know, you've got this. Mm-hmm. Deep faith in him, deep and abiding faith, and you know, so I do. I lovely, a lovely old player that Martin Odegaard. Uh, he is not turned into a uh, yeah. like a fantasy god. He takes a couple yeah. of corners. He, he shares corner duty on the right flank with Saka, which yeah. is appealing. But uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I like him at that price point of five point five. It's just not come off. No. And you know, the problem is if I, if I don't go to Saka, I have like almost literally nowhere to go. <laughs> like, I mean, not literally, but like in terms of like, like realistic transfers, I mean, you can just go through the entire team. So Aston Villa, I've already got Coutinho. So not, yeah. not going there. Um, Arsenal, we kind of just talked about a, a couple of the options. If I just focus on doublers here, right. Uh, then you've got Everton. I don't really want, you know, well, I mean, we I just could, talked about a few yeah. options there on Everton, yeah. but there that doesn't feel good to you. I don't think so. I mean, the, I guess one option would be to go to Gordon and then use that money to upgrade, uh, you know, uh, the problem is I kind of want to keep Chris Wood now for, uh, for his double and, or I mean, not Chris Wood, um, Veghorst for his double in 37. Although that's not, it's not necessarily essential. I, I like, maybe I could find a way to fund a Gabriel Jesus move. Like if he doesn't start in the second leg of this, um, the, 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 you know, the Man City, I think, are a really tricky team for for Game Week 36. And, you know, I, I don't think I could afford I mean, Barnes is not so 
does you know he's he's at six point five million. I've got 0.4 million in the bank, right? So that gives me six point nine million. If I look at Man City, who could I even afford at six point nine million? It's it's basically Rodrigo, uh, which which I don't want to. He's do, on a scoring right? tear at the moment. He is on a scoring tear at the moment. <laughs> if I if I were to take Barnes and go from Barnes to and I, I don't know if this is indulgent. Do you remember or, or by the way, not to interrupt your train of thought, yeah, but yeah. I am. Um, when we were in the UK before the world shut down, uh, we got tickets to the Manchester Derby, and I remember waking up in our Airbnb, and I could, I could like sense it from the other room. You waking up and making a last minute transfer <laughs> to bring Rodri in, and you were just like, in the moment, it felt perfect, it felt like, right, of course, yeah. and. Yeah all the way to manchester you were just kicking yourself you're like i can't believe i did that <laughs> I know. so sometimes we talk ourselves into defensive midfielder transfers so i could i could t- do a minus four and and move harvey barnes to anthony gordon and move vout veghorst to gabriel jesus I'd have just enough money to do that point point two million so that is a possibility i'd actually have to then i think Either bench Gordon or Enketia in that in that case, which feels a little odd, but it, that's a, that's something I could in theory do. Um, so that is a possibility. I guess that that would be heavy Jesus for a double would be kind of fun. But again, if he plays, and I I honestly think he will start that um, that Real Madrid match, then it, it makes yeah. it a little less appealing to me because that, that would that would then be three consecutive starts for him. Yeah, it really does. Should we? I think while we're talking about Jesus, pop down in the running order here to just talking about how we play City for this double because they just continue to level opposition. Mm -hmm. Uh, They continue to spread the points around. They continue to disappoint ambitious fantasy managers with Kevin De Bruyne being being completely absent. Yeah, continue to look a little shaky at the back, I would say. Right? Yeah. A little. I don't know. I mean, obviously they conceded three to Real Madrid. I feel like Leeds should have scored in that match. And I got a little lucky not to. Ederson, I have decided, is possibly my favorite keeper ever. Like, he <laughs> yeah. is so brilliant. Like, I absolutely love watching him play. Like, it's just yeah. like his aggression, the way, yeah. you know, like a, a, you'll see like that that moment with the camera, you know, where like a player gets the ball and you don't know yeah. where the keeper is, you know, because the camera hasn't <laughs> caught up yet. And it's like in a lot of cases, it's like they they're just the keeper is like it with David De Gea, right? He'll be just be rooted yeah. to his, you know, to his goal. But then Ederson, it's like half half the time he's like all the way down to like the midway point of the pitch, right? He has yeah. snuffed this out seconds yeah. before the attacker even did. You know, it's so impressive. He's the perfect counterpoint to Allison Becker. So it's like the superhero where they uh meet the the evil scientist has said like meet your fate superhero because i've created your perfect opponent it's you (laughs) but evil and it's like allison ederson is the evil version uh like dark version evil evil abed from community or (laughs) yeah right right um Which, you know, come on, we all enjoy watching. It's always more fun to watch the evil person. <laughs> Even though Ed- I have Ederson generally seems like a pretty uh, normal yeah. guy, apart from the uh, huge Allison, neck too. I feel like Allison has had some of his worst matches against uh, against Man City, too. I yeah. remember one, like, really, really bad one from a couple years ago. So, yeah, I mean, I my feeling is uh, I think Kevin De Bruyne is – an amazing transfer. I think if I was in a free hit, I mean, especially now that he didn't play in 35, right? He's a terrific yeah. transfer, a very tricky player to bring in. 
right? You're not yeah. going to move Sun to him. He, Sun no. is just too, playing too well. You're not going to move Salah to him. Salah just got a rest. He's certainly going to start these next two matches. Yep. You're not going to move um, Anthony Gordon to him. You know, just too valuable. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that would be the move, right? Would you consider moving Kane to De Bruyne? I guess I would only consider that if I was going to captain De Bruyne. If I just decided, you know what, this is my, this is my big move. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring in and transfer Captain De, uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Captain De Bruyne. I like that. Sounds like a, sounds like a uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. naval captain. Uh, I think, um, I think otherwise, it's just, it's, it's a little bit like the Sun King thing we talked about at the start of the podcast. It's just, it's just, you can't have him. He's just too expensive, yeah. right? He's twelve million. Yeah, I think Kane is the most compelling version of that where you sell him to get the funds to upgrade one of your mid-price mids and just sheer uh, ownership numbers. Kane is 20%, whereas KDB is 10% owned. So despite Kevin De Bruyne being most people's like favorite midfielder and, you know, central midfielder in the league, he's only owned by 10% of managers. I can't imagine that's a huge chunk in the top 100k either. No, I don't think it is. It's just, it's very hard to get there with them. Yeah. I was looking at the the Man City lineups for with, with Man City. It, it, in some ways, they are they are unpredictable. Sure, you know, but in other ways, you can look at how many times players have started in a row and make some reasonable inferences about whether they're going to mm-hmm. play or not. So you know, we can't really play this game too much. Um, this is actually something that Luke Luke Williams on on Twitter is is really good at, is sort of inferring. Man City lineups. So I certainly recommend following him if you don't already. But I think that um, when it comes to the attacking players from Man City, Gabriel Jesus started the um, the Real Madrid match, started the Leeds match. Phil Foden started both of those matches. Uh, Raheem Sterling didn't start in the championship, but he, Sterling kind of has the same problem that KDB does. He's just incredibly expensive. He's also just woefully out of form. Um, <laughs> yeah. Comically, Ria, so someone said. Riyad Mahrez is the one kind of okay. Maybe you could try this player. Didn't play a minute um, in the. Uh, did he come on late? I, I I thought he he didn't start certainly. And I, I let me let me just quickly check here. Um, yeah, he didn't play a minute of the of the Leeds match. So you know, if he only played, let's say he played sixty five minutes in the. Uh, uh, in the Real Madrid yeah. match or didn't start, you know, surprisingly, then um, I think that he would be an option. I mean, Mahrez is like the, like, like arguably the single trickiest player yeah. to, to get right in fantasy. I mean, when it works, it's always incredible. has been always yeah. will. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, well, Leeds, I mean, you know, was it what we'll, we'll always have the legendary uh, 12. Was it? Yeah. His 12 goal. Oh no. How far back do I have to go here? Brandon to find. Oh yeah. Okay. So it was the 15, 16 season. God, that's a long time ago. For Leicester, the yeah. 17 goal, 11 assist season where he started the year at 5.5 million. Imagine a 5.5 million player today, Brandon, getting yeah. 17 goals and 15 assists. I can't. I can't even fathom it. I really can't. Yeah. Well, anyway, so back to the, the task at hand here. <laughs> so if you eliminate KDB or just can't figure out how to get them, I think that Gabriel Jesus, if he doesn't start, is a really strong option. I, I, I worry that he will, but let's, let's if he didn't start, then I think it would be worth a he'd be worth a transfer hit. I think you know it's mm-hmm. not that I'm like you know super enamored with Gabriel Jesus in general in fantasy, but he's in really good form at the moment. Um, he has now been um, they've threatened to move him to Arsenal, and I think that's just it's been an incredible no. wake up. Been, yeah, an incredible wake up call for him. <laughs> really changed his entire season. Um, I think when you look at the rest of the midfield. I just don't see anything I like. Bernardo, 
I mean, no, Foden. Foden. I think. I mean, Foden. I guess if he didn't start the the Real Madrid yeah. match, otherwise it's, that's three in a row, and then they play twice. Yeah. He's not. He's not. He probably doesn't even play a minute in one of those two matches. You know, so I think that's the. It It seems likely. It does seem likely. Okay, so yeah, yeah I, I I'm with you. Jesus is he even is good probably... to have in fantasy. I don't really. I guess he had Foden? two assists. He's he's tricky at the at the very least, right? Eight goals it, and six assists this yeah. season. It's not that good. It's the Foden is the story of Manchester City and fantasy, uh, yeah. and that's exactly it. You just yeah. you just have to be at the right place at the right time. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, Reese James decided to play a much higher level of that game this <laughs> yeah. season. Yeah, eighteen, which or, is eighteen or eighteen one or zero. That was that was yeah. Reese this year. Yeah. All right. All right. So Man City, I, I think uh, I might have one or two more things to say about that as we go. But sure, let's jump back to your captain question. Here, Josh, uh, set us up here about how we're thinking about captaincy for the most important game week of the season. Yeah, well, I think that there are um, I mean, you know, in some ways it's 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 boring because we have a rested Mo Salah now. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, played played 20 minutes. It is unthinkable that he wouldn't start the next two matches now unless he gets injured um, Mm -hmm. on Wednesday. Uh, no, they actually, they play on Tuesday, right? I think they play on Tuesday because they flip them, right? Each, you know, so anyway, so they, they play on Tuesday, I believe. And uh, they do. So they're, have, they're away, Villarreal, and the city is away, uh, Real Madrid on Wednesday. Yeah. So they play, uh, so they play Tuesday and then, and then uh, Saturday is actually very interesting. It's a, it's a night match, uh, a Saturday night match, a very rare thing in the, in the Premier League. I'm, it's kind of exciting, actually. And I'm going to try something that it's very hard to pull off, Brandon. Uh, mm. my wife is out that evening and I'm on kid duty. So my mm-hmm. goal is to not mm-hmm. watch that match when it comes on it. I think it's like two 45 East coast time, turn off all of my social media. Okay. Do mm-hmm. not, not engage at all. And then when, 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 when my kid goes to bed, I am going to try to watch that match fresh at like eight 30 at night. I don't know if I can pull it off the six hour wait. You know, I know that people do this, you know, with, with like match of the day or whatever. I yeah. rarely have the self-control, but I, I'm going to try to pull it off on Saturday. I, uh, yeah, I applaud that. I applaud that. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'll be free. I'll make myself free. Uh, yeah. kidless is sometimes has it, its advantages. That's true. So, yeah. So now we have to, because everyone's in a different position, they've got mm-hmm. different goals and a lot of dreams come true in big double game weeks just by virtue of captaincy. Yep. So if you're way ahead in your mini league, you're trying to defend the lead, you're going for a sensible captaincy option, right? Yep. Yep. Now we have to go on a scale of getting increasingly bolder and bolder with yep. our captaincy pick. So should we, should we throw out some options here? Yeah. I, and I think you're right. And, and, you know, the way I thought about this was there's the sensible pick, I mean, I, I'm kind of just reframing what you're, what you just said, but just right. sensible, a little bold, really bold, completely nuts. Okay. This is like what it's like to be on hot ones on YouTube, right? <laughs> yeah. The the escalating, uh, hot sauce on the wings. Oh, is that? Oh, right. Yeah. I've actually never seen that show, but I, okay. Now, <laughs> okay, now, now I, you know. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was like some like weird, like dating show or something like that. Like, hot oh, ones. it's, uh, yeah, it's a yeah. great show. It's just a dumb interview show with celebrities, but they eat a, an increasingly hotter chicken wing between okay. each question, which okay, is very well, funny. That's, that doesn't like fun. Okay. Um, so sensible, obviously most solid, right? Rested. Yeah. Uh, you would expect him to, to play well. I mean, they, it's not, 
Yeah, I mean, the matches are a little tricky, but, but they ultimately it's Spurs at home. Spurs, um, you know, especially, I mean, I, mean, I guess he's going to be playing against Ryan Sessegnon. Um, so that's going to be uh, pretty tricky. I mean, I guess it'll be Sessegnon and Ben Davies, but, you know, or Ben Davis. Uh, so I think that um, he's, you know, I think that Salah's the obvious pick. I think that a little bold would be either Rabo or Trent. I guess slightly more bold would be Robertson because his ownership okay. is lower and, um, you know, they both probably have a reasonably equal chance of, of, of getting, you know, some kind of attack and return or two in, in game week 36. Um, I think that if you were going to go really bold, I would, I would consider sun, uh, here. Um, and you can do, you can do yours after me, Brandon. So, well, I'll, I'll go through mine and then yeah. you do yours. Great. So I think, I think really bold to sun. I know it may be really bold seems kind of strong, but I actually think it is kind of hard to, to avoid Liverpool, uh, for this double. And I think that, you know, going with someone like sun, does fall into the really bold territory. Mm-hmm. And then I think completely nuts would be burning a minus eight or a minus. I mean, the problem is you don't want to burn so many points that you kind of undermine the entire yeah. point of the, yeah. of the low ownership captain pick, you know? Well, yeah. And this tricky. is kind of what I was saying at the start of the pod, where I feel like this game week, while we're just talking about the huge upside of 36, I feel like we have to respect the team that we have right now. Um, because I, I, as I said, I think a lot of us probably have a lot of the keys to this game week. It's just yeah. going to be a matter of one of those yeah. keys just hitting for you. So, I, yeah, it does yeah. just doesn't feel right to me to take a bunch yeah. of hits to uh, the, with a hope and a prayer. I think you're right, but I think the problem is we all have kind of the same team, you know. And I think that's that's the issue. Is like it's you know, can those like those Watkins types really generate enough points? that they can, they really can make a big enough difference for you, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where you have to at least consider, you know what? I know that Sal is an amazing player. I know that he can score in bunches. I'm going to have to bank on him having a bad match. (laughs) Maybe I bank on, you know, him twisting his ankle. I don't, you know, who knows? Like whatever, whatever weird way it happens, um, or they just keep two clean sheets and Robo scores a goal. Right. And like, you know, And I'm just going to bank on, on everything, everything going right for my other player. And it's, it's a gamble. And I think that, um, you know, it's, it's just easier with the captaincy because obviously it just doubles your points. Right. And, and Salah's form is not so red hot that I think it's like impossible to, to consider going without him at the very least he's been up and down the last six, seven game weeks. Right. So I think that, um, you know, it's not like, it's not like he he plays a a leads at home or something like that, where it's just so automatic, you know, that he's going to score. He is clearly the sensible pick. Right. But I think that, you know, but I think that there are some options that you can consider that aren't in it totally nuts. And I think that, um, you know, the completely nuts, although maybe that's, that's really just too strong would be, uh, how about Cancelo? I mean, they play Newcastle at home and wolves away, that's a pretty good chance of two clean sheets there. Mm-hmm. Reasonable chance that he gets attacking returns in, in one of those yeah. matches. Could, All, right. Have a huge match. All right. Clear the lane, Josh. I don't think okay. you really value the spectrum that you've laid out. Cancelo okay. <laughs> is not completely nuts to no, me. No, that's true. Cancelo is a, a very mild chicken wing. Yeah, so, yeah. I, ca- I called Sun really bold. <laughs> hey, that was a little lame of me. I... Uh, I've eaten with you many times, Josh. I know your your tolerance of of hot sauces. Um, you know, yeah, it's not the <laughs> highest. Yeah, yeah, it's true. All right, I agree. Sensible pick, Mo Salah. A little bold. Uh, if you have a Man City attacker, I think mm-hmm. that that is in the a little bold uh, area. And Phil Foden, I think, is a really interesting example here. Where if 
you're talking about how do you make moves? How do you really jump up? If Phil Foden uh, or Jesus or any Man City attacker, Kevin De Bruyne, mm-hmm. if they're in your squad, I think you should be captaining them to get uh, rank okay. rise because it's okay. just a little bold enough to make mm-hmm. sure you're climbing over all those sensible managers. There could be a ton of them okay. who are captaining Mo. Then you get to really bold, the next level. That's where mm-hmm. I think Spurs come in because I think a lot of managers are going to be scared off by that Liverpool fixture. Yeah. And it's they're going to be underrated as uh, captains, captain options going into 36. Completely nuts. My pick for completely nuts captain is Reese James. <laughs> uh, they're not, uh, wow. you know, the, yeah. that defensive outfit for Chelsea is kind of getting whittled down to the bone. Uh, Reese James, he, start. I mean, he, they, yeah, yeah, I think so. And though he has just been mercilessly, uh, bad for fantasy managers the last month or so, uh, we know he's got it in him and yeah. that would be a huge moment if he just delivered on a classic back to back three goals and an assist yeah. double game week. What about Daniel Potence, Brandon? I mean, we haven't talked enough about the Wolves, Wolves double. It's a, a way to Chelsea, home to Man City. Uh, do you see any? Uh, well, so you go yeah. beyond completely nuts into the realm of insanity. <laughs> insanity. So I, I think know. Potence yeah. is your insanity. Pick. I was looking at the other teams at what double. Ben Foster is there, too. Yeah, Ben Foster. I'm planning to start Foster over Pope uh, for, the, for this double. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, I, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about the Anthony Gordon thing earlier, This that transfer I was considering mm-hmm. for, for Jesus. The one thing that makes that a little interesting is that um, if you were planning to burn four, you, you know, if I did that, I'd probably have to bench Gordon this week. It'd be the only way I, I could make it work and still start Jesus. Uh, but if you were planning to burn four in game week 37 anyway, because there's an, another double coming up, mm-hmm. you could see doing that move early as basically getting the, a, a minus four out of the way, right? You just, sure. you just, you just do it now. Right. Um and then, and then you have them for the, for the next week. So, you know, one way to, to think about that, but yeah, I think that, how about Richarlison away to Leicester home, yeah. away to Watford? I mean, uh, that's, that's pretty nuts, but not, I don't not think it's insane. insane. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. I think those, uh, uh, Everton players Richarlison, uh, Anthony Gordon, even are captainable if you're yeah. looking to make waves. I feel like in some ways the, the camp to talk, you know, gets us into the into the transfer talk a little bit here. I mean, we talked a little bit about Arsenal already. I mean, you know, Villa, I think I think I would not recommend Coutinho. I think we at least need to see him do something in these next in, in this <laughs> yeah. 36 double before yeah. he's back on the table. Um, I think that with with Chelsea, I, I mean, is, is Mason Mount fully in into buy low territory now? I mean, his you know it's, yeah. he's actually played well. I mean, it's kind of crazy. He has nothing out of his out of his matches. So I far. agree. It's just the age old, not the age old, the season long story of Chelsea just struggle to score goals, and yeah. when they're having a bad day, it looks nearly impossible for them. I I wonder if to well, I don't. I, you, you've been wondering for a while if Tuchel's going to change things up, but he's really been persisting with Mount Werner and Havertz uh, with two in the middle. Um, is he going to change that? I don't know, but he's got options. I why just, didn't wh- he change it? Why, why did he play the same front three in a row? It, like, it didn't look good any of those weeks. I mean, I guess uh, they looked good in the yeah. first half of that Man United match, but it was 
surprising they didn't make they're, any changes they're just out of gas i yeah. i think they need yeah. they need the summer to come quickly yeah. i think they are I, I i think they are out of gas i think that's exactly exactly right so yeah so chelsea are, are, are pretty much um I, I just i mean mount mount would be the one that i would consider Havertz. clearly um yeah you have Havertz, right i mean i oh, dumped Havertz for, for coutinho, coutinho this that's week right. um right. yeah. But yeah, even if I had Havertz going into 36, it, no, that just doesn't yeah. feel good. Well, Charleston's only 7.5 million. I mean, if you, you know, if, if there's a way to get there with him, you know, if you still like Chris Wood or something like that, you mm-hmm. know, um, I think that he's, he's, he's on the table just because they, they have so much to play for. It now yeah. feels like there's, you, you really saw it in that Chelsea match, there's a strong narrative developing right this is the everton comeback right it's like yeah. everton backs against the wall everyone's banking on them to go down and suddenly here we go you know so yeah i mean yeah. leads leads have a double two in, in 36 it's not it, yeah. it's a little bit like wolves it's just a bad one the way to arsenal home to chelsea right. one thing you would say about the everton chelsea match is how crucial the home support at goodison park clearly was for everton and yeah. their double and 36 are both away matches. They will not have that home support to like drive them on mentally. Uh, that's just, just flagging that. I'm not sure how much I buy into that because it's still life or death for them. All of these yeah. matches and the opposition is there to be taken. Uh, yeah. But I think it's worth flagging. Yeah. I, it's interesting. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't really know what to think right now about, um, about who I, th- I mean, honestly, I probably, probably leads is the team that I would most, um, I, you know, but is that, is that just like the cheap answer? Cause they're now the ones most at risk. I don't know. It, yeah. It's really good. I, I hope it comes down to gaming 38 as an, as a, as a neutral when it comes to the relegation teams, I'd like, you know, it'd just be fun to have, uh, it'd be fun to have three teams competing for the final spot and yeah. also have Liverpool and Man City playing for, yeah. for everything. I mean, to, in my opinion though, it's, it's Man City way to West Ham in 37. That's, that's the one. If there's, uh, you know, any chance of, um, of, of them dropping a point. I think that's, that's the match when it would happen uh, as a way mm-hmm. to West Ham, you know, if, if, if Moyes really puts out his strongest team and we, we saw it today, right. That wasn't even their strongest team, but even just having Jared Bowen in there was enough for them to really yeah. you know, compete in that, in that Arsenal match. He's quite good. He is quite good. What a season for him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, I think that unfortunately leads are, leads are an avoid as a transfer target. I mean, you know, part of the appeal of Richarlison too, it's, it's so funny that we've, we're just, we're so full throated right now in our recommendations for him. But I mean, part of it is that you also, it's like the Anthony Gordon thing I mentioned before, you get him for this double and then you also have him for Brentford and Crystal Palace at home in gaming 37. You know? Yeah. So then you get yeah. the home Gittison crowd to back mm-hmm. them in 37 and that's, you, yeah. you have to love that. Those are going to be incredible games. Yeah, so that that is kind of kind of interesting. I mean, it's a you know the only problem is just whether you want to be investing in Everton because they're just they're just so unpredictable. Yeah. I guess that's the one that's the one worry. And uh, I think Leicester we've already talked about as as a total stay away. I think Liverpool. I mean, you know, we'll see what what, what the lineup looks. I mean, it's a little bit like Man City. Let's see what the lineup looks like this week. I mean, if Jota plays. I probably I honestly think he's probably going to start that Villarreal match. I mean, I mean, Luis Diaz is so good. I mean, who knows? But, um, you know, I think that, I mean, certainly Salah was rested. He's going to play. Um, maybe Mane gets rested. That would be the only thing that would make sense if you were going to play Diaz and Jota together. So I don't know. It's a yeah, my, my feeling is Jota is might get the short end of the stick here. Um, I yeah. think it's Mane and Salah, particularly this could be the last dance for for the two of them together in that Liverpool front line with everything to play for 
get some rhythm going too for the Champions League uh, with the two of them. Luis Diaz, dirty is the word I would use to describe <laughs> his know, style really, of play. Just you really filthy. Love, you really just love Diaz. Unbelievably I, yeah, good. I, I I I enjoy just how much how much what a kick you get out of uh, out of Diaz. He is a fun player. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think that's. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, clearly the sensible, uh, let's assume, I mean, I know not everybody has this, but most people listening have Salah and Trent already. So, I mean, clearly, um, Jota is the player uh, that you'd want as your as your third uh, Liverpool player if you, you know, if you, if you had to, um, you know, if you had to, um, you know, if you could pick anybody. I do think that Matip is a, a reasonable shout, though. Um, he... It basically uh, has been rotating a little bit with Konate. Um, and so he's, he's I, I just find it very hard to believe that he wouldn't start these final Premier League matches. He's clearly the first choice center back for Klopp this season, at least. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, he's only 5.2 million. It's just a lot easier to get there with him, you mm-hmm. know, than it is with, 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 you know, it's all, it's all good for us to say, Oh yeah, bring in Andy Robertson. And then people look at their team and they're like, well, I can't do that. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the advice. Right. Uh, I can't take it. You know? Yeah. And the but, rotation with Kanate has been just in Europe. It's almost like you have a cup keeper and mm-hmm. Kanate is the, yeah. the cup center back for Europe. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that Kanate could end up being, I mean, honestly, I just haven't seen Kanate play enough to have a strong sense. I, I know that he's like a highly rated player you know he was a big transfer for them but i don't you know but they've they've done this before right i mean rabo his first season with liverpool he barely played beyond jota beyond rabo beyond matip is there anyone else i mean i think luis diaz uh just given how highly a lot of us rate him yeah um and and i'm i'm telling you josh i think diaz plays more minutes than jota in this double so I would put him higher on my list. And he is one of those players that I think has, well, he's obviously one of those players that could be transformative to a game week if things yeah. go Liverpool's way. Maybe you're right. I mean, he, you know, he, he played 90 um, in in the Newcastle match, which could possibly set him up to, to be, re- to. I just didn't say rested, more like rotated, really. Uh, rotated for um, leg two of the Villarreal match, right? Which would almost guarantee that he starts mm-hmm. um, one, if not if not both, of Liverpool's matches. The double. I wish he was a little cheaper. You know, it's a, yeah. I, I wish he was seven point five. Villarreal's going to get there. Eight million is is you know just personally hard for me to get <laughs> yeah. there with any of my players. But he's. I, I think you're right. I think that he's he's definitely an option as well. Um, I I think I do think that Mason Mount to go back to him for a second is. Um, it is a good, like no one wants to bring him in who doesn't have him already given, <laughs> but like, you know, I mean, yeah. obviously like he had incredible chances with, against Pickford today. He's looked really good. I mean, he's, he's yeah. planked in, you know, three consecutive matches, but I think he's looked good in all of them, honestly, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just a little bit unlucky and just, he's, variance, he's the Martin you know? Odegaard of Chelsea. Yeah. I, even further forward, I would say, but yeah. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah. So I think, I think that he is uh, another player that I would, that I would, you know, give a little bit of shout out for as a transfer target. Um, I wish that Spurs had a midfield transfer target that made sense outside of Kulisevsky and, and son. I mean, I think Kulisevsky now that he got his rest is, is a, a great transfer target, you well, know, for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, and they have a nice close too with Burnley and Norwich and the, and 37, 38, um, there's like no one else in that Spurs midfield that you could consider, right? I mean, like, no, no, it's too bad. No, Benton Court is not going to have his uh, Bruno, uh, Newcastle Bruno, I'll call him, uh, yeah. moment. 
It, no. <laughs> probably not. No. So yeah, it's it's very straightforward with the way Spurs play. Uh, so it's, it makes it easier for fantasy managers. That's true. It's nice and clean, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what about Crystal Palace? I mean, super cheap players. Zaha. Uh, Zaha yeah. is, uh, yeah. I, th- I think, should be a great differential. If you're looking to clear out a midfielder that you don't like yeah. and you you want a doubler, Zaha's yeah. a great well, pick. Unfortunately, they don't double in. Oh, they 30, don't double. Yeah. They, they double in 37. Right. They, they, you know, in 36, they, uh, they play Watford at home, though, which is almost like a double. It's like, that's like a fake devil. Yeah. It's sort of like, uh, do you want to bring him in early? Yeah. Uh, so to speak, I, mean, yeah. I think you've heard of a it, false nine, Brandon, this is a false double, false double that, that, yeah. that for match. Yeah. No. Uh, but he, he did not start. Of course, comes on, scores a game winning goal for palace in 35, yeah. uh, because he's good. And so <laughs> are palace. Yeah. Uh, Norwich are off the table. Watford, I, I, Watford, what do you think? You gonna, you gonna? Well, so I've seen a lot of questions from our uh, Patreon supporters, where a lot of people are finding themselves. You could say, you know, we're gonna end where we began with Emmanuel Dennis, uh, just because there are no strikers to choose from. Dennis starts to bubble up to the top again because Watford do double, and he's affordable. I think he's five point nine, just or right around yeah. six point you yep. need to dump Broja, uh, or if you've, you've you're fed up with Chris Wood or, or Veghorst, yeah. And that's is Dennis capable of surprises? Still, one based on the evidence, one would say no. But you know, would how surprised would you be, Josh? That's a good question. How surprised would I be? I mean, I like Dennis. I, I rate him reasonably highly. He has a goal and an assist in his last three. It's not like he's you know utterly out of completely out of form. I mean, that team is just bad. They don't really have a lot to play for now. I know they're not technically relegated yet, but they effectively are after, after losing that Burnley match. So even though the fixtures are okay, I just don't love it. I mean, I just, I just don't want to burn a transfer on a mediocre player on a team that has nothing to play for, you know, and that's really what it comes down to. Unless it enables a move like, Oh, if I go from X player to Dennis, then I could bring in KDB or whatever. Okay, sure. I agree. I think that is the exact scenario. If you need to make room and make some cash, uh, Dennis will play. He'll yeah. play a hundred and eighty minutes uh, yeah. this game week. So you you can roll the dice there. I think he's probably yeah. among the better options for just taking a punt on a cheap yeah. enabler. Okay. I like, I like that. I, I would agree with that too. Um, I mean, I, I don't like, again, I don't hate it as a transfer. It's just not a move I would advocate for. Sure. Like if someone straight up asked me, should I bring him in? I would say no. So there's okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so stop asking Josh this question. <laughs> All right. There's a final question here. This is a, this is a quick one, but AJ says, uh, who's your prediction for the player? The FPL community will be most kicking themselves for not bringing in for double game mm-hmm. week 36. It's going to be a Man City player, and good luck predicting which one it will be. It could be Mares, could be Foden, could be Jesus, could be De Bruyne, could be Rodri, by God, Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's going to be one of them. I think you're right. I think, uh, yeah, someone like, probably it's probably going to be Mares. Mm-hmm. He's the one who, to me, is like somehow he's going to start both matches and get mm-hmm. like three goals and three assists or something like that. It's sure. an insane return. I, I don't see that happening with Raheem Sterling. I think, I think, um, 
I mean, you you made a case with Diaz that I, I you know, again, we, it's hard to talk about these Liverpool players before that match started. I think he's mm-hmm. one who who could, you know, could be a really, uh, he'd also be like a really fun player to have if, mm-hmm. um, you know. But again, if he starts that second leg, I wouldn't recommend him because that would then be yeah. three straight starts and that yeah. just it feels like he'd be due for a uh, rotation. <laughs> It's the Coutinho spot in all of our squads. Like, uh, yeah, there, I, there were. I, I kind of loved the debate heading into game week thirty-five, where a lot of people are like, "No, no, no, Villa not in great form. Coutinho, yeah, stop talking about this." I know. Um, but you and I texted lo- Friday night. <laughs> I know, <laughs> and I just said, "You know what? I'm doing it. I'm jumping." Yeah, and I, um, I think going for Coutinho means I'm blocked off to the that Jota Diaz decision because I think that's the spot where these guys fit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes that's just the way it works. I mean, yep. yeah, I mean, sometimes you just can't, you just can't move a, a, a doubler with good fixtures. you know, I mean, a doubler yeah. with, ta- with, with some upside good fixtures. That's uh, it. I yeah. will, I will gleefully go into 36 with Coutinho. He, he's a fun player. He's yeah. basically a Liverpool player, Josh. That's, that's yeah. where he really uh, made yeah. his, made his and name. Their 37 is good. I mean, they play Palace and Burnley at home. So at least, mm-hmm. at least there's that, you know, that's another reason why you wouldn't want to move them on because they have this double the next yeah. week. All right. Well, on that note, I hope we've covered a lot of ground. It feels like it's uh, at the very least we've kind of set the table for this week. I think with, with when it comes to thinking about game week thirty six, I've got a lot of thinking to do. Uh, I my triple captain is active, by the way. Um, I have triple captain Salah for mm-hmm. thirty six, and so that's fun. I actually went ahead and activated that button to make sure I didn't forget. Uh, so that is now <laughs> bus live. Team now. Mm-hmm, bus team. So. Um, yeah, and so that that's where we are right now. So good luck and, to everybody. And, and oh, you're yeah. feeling like just that's exciting. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel like you're going to spend any time thinking about a different captain than Sala this week? Well, I don't think so. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm in an interesting spot. I really wish this that I hadn't made that Sun Sala switch, obviously. But I mean, I'm 30k overall. You know, I'm like 30 points back in some of the various mini leagues that I'm in. I mean, just having him is probably enough for me to make up ground. Yeah. You know, if he had like a, I mean, you know, I mean, in terms of upside, it's not impossible to think that he could have 20 plus points this week. And sure. You know, so that would be enough to, you know, it's an extra 20 points over the people who captain him. Cause you're getting, yeah. my math is sound triple the points. Exactly. And like, you know, in like and that's one of the advantages too of this week, I mean, obviously bench boosters are, are kind of their own, their own category here, but I think for, um, you know, free hits, I'm not as actually worried about that as I would have been before because, right, great, you're going to free hit into a, you know, Similar 11 doublers just like me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I guess you could, you could, I don't know. I actually don't know. I wonder if there's a way to free hit and have KDB, Sala, and yeah. Son. It feels like it'd be hard to pull off. And, and I, still yeah. have Cancelo and, you know, all these other guys. That's the advantage of the free hit in 36, I think, is to come up with a wildly different team full of yeah. very premium solid players yeah um and and get a differential captain there's there's huge upside high risk high reward there for free hitters if they want it yeah it would be a fun spot to be in it's not where you and i are sadly so no maybe next year no. next year i'm saving I, i'm saving every chip until game week 34 next season like oh my god yeah no fun going down the stretch here without all these chips. definitely line them up like dominoes uh, for the <laughs> yeah. last few weeks yeah definitely all right well thanks everyone for listening uh, if you want to support the podcast and here are 
Thursday night pod where we do, uh, we take questions and, and try to keep it loose and fun and, and do one final run through before, uh, game week, um, game week kicks off. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. And our Slack is open to Patreon supporters at any pledge level. Um, Brendan, do you want to thank our producer patrons? Yeah. Big thanks to producers, Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, the big gaffer, Bob Coon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne. Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forberg, Skoging, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markoff, at FPL Merch, Kerry Swanson, Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Mikey Uong, Bruce Kerr, Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future Media Group, FPL, Ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Shiv Morjoria, Ram Frosk, AJ, Jeremy Spiker, Lazarus Yanois, Jesse Halstead, Matthew Becker, Caleb Robbie, Todd Byerly, Albert Poxoy, Martin Ospeth, Lee Hickman, Vulgar, Paulson Kruger, Jazz Binning, Francis Moore, managed by Lasso, James Keatley, Keegan Walsh, The Saint, FPL Pessimist, and Bob Fox. Rate, review, and subscribe. Josh, I, hear, I heard some news that, I heard this by way of football ramble, that Acast, the great podcast uh, service, is, is gone under. If you subscribe oh, wow. on Acast, they're kaput. You must now subscribe wow. elsewhere. Uh, so Fair breaking enough. news wow. for everybody. Follow us on Twitter at HellCheaters. Email HellCheaters at gmail.com. Visit our website at alwayscheating.com. Josh, it's the most important game week of the season. I genuinely feel that way, and I, I'm excited about it. I think it'll be fun. I, I think the matches are good. That's part of what makes it fun. Some of these doubles are just like mm-hmm. whatever. You know, it's like, yeah, how many times have Watford and Burnley doubled this season? But, you know, to have, uh, have, have one of the doubles be Arsenal Spurs, I mean, that is just awesome yeah. you know super yeah. exciting so um or aka the north london derby brand, of course um so sure. thanks thanks everyone for listening we'll see you next week bye Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.